Wanted a Male Cook, a farce by George Melville Baker. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Characters Mr. Hartwell, an old bachelor, read by Larry Wilson. Joshua Slocum from Greenville, Maine. Read by Todd. Teddy Ryan, a native of Ireland. Read by Thomas Peter. Francois, a French cook. Read by Pauline Latournerie. Stage directions. Read by Max Scherling. Scene. Room in Mr. Hartwell's house. Entrances right and left. Table and chairs. Enter Mr. Hartwell, left. Phew, this is a cold morning to be without a servant. Since my Irish servant took it into her head to leave me, because I objected to her having the parlour for her company every night in the week, I am determined to have no more of the female sex in the house. Consequently, I have inserted an advertisement in the papers for a male cook, and a male cook I suppose I shall see this morning. Racket outside. Joshua, outside. Consign your blasted stairs. I've nearly broke my neck. Enter Joshua, left, rubbing his shins. What do you mean by coming into a man's house in this manner? Well, you see your horse? I couldn't find any knocker, so I just opened the door and walked in. Why didn't you ring the bell? Now you don't. I don't ring no bells, I reckon. I ain't called the shrewdest young man in Greenville. That's where I come from. For nothing, I reckon. Yow don't catch me ringing bells. I was coming along the road this morning and I see on a door, please ring the bell. Well, as I am considered in Greenville, that's where I come from, about the politest fellow in town, I steps up and rings the bell. Pretty soon a big black nigger stuck his head out and wanted to know what I was arter. Oh, says I, nothing, I'm bleached to you. What did you ring the bell for then, says he. "'Cause your sign here axed me to,' says I. "'Go away,' says he. "'Shan't,' says I. "'With that, out he comes and gives me the all-firedest kick "'that made me see more stars than there are in all the palmetti flags in South Carolina. "'So I guess I shan't trouble any more bells.' "'Well, sir, what do you want with me?' "'Well, you see, squire, I come here from Greenville.' That's where I belong. Greenville, Maine. Some folks do say it's down east, but, but dear sirs, we don't calculate we begin to be down east. Well, as I said afore, suppose you don't mind me eating a little something? Pulls out a doughnut, breaks one, and offers half of it to Mr. Hartwell. Won't you have a piece, squire? No, sir, obliged to you. I'm afraid you'll rob yourself. Lord, no. I got a heap more in this here bundle. 
These are of Mom's. She belongs in Greenville, too. As I said afore, Dad, says he to me, He belongs in Greenville, too, says he to me, Joshua, he always called me by my whole first name, though the fellows and gals here in Greenville, that's where I come from, used to call me Josh for short, says Dad to me, Joshua, work is getting slack with me just about this time, so I reckon you had better do up your Sunday go to meeting clothes in a bundle, and start off to Boston to seek your fortune. So Dad gin me a dollar, Ma and fried me some doughnuts, and Sister Jerusha, she belongs in Greenfield too, ironed me a clean dicky, and here I am in Boston. Well, well, what's all this to me? Hold on, squire. Hold your horses, and I'll tell you. I was reading the newspaper, and, and I come across your card in one of a male cook. So I thought I'd just step up and, and see what kind of a looking cutter you be, and what you will give the tallest woodchopper, the spryest cattle driver, and the greatest fella among the girls in all Greenville, Maine. That's where I come from. Can you cook? Look here, squire. Come to talk about cooking. If you hire me, I reckon you get about the smartest fella to cook clam chowder, bake pan dowdies or fried doughnuts. There is this side of Greenville, Maine. That's where I come from. And as for soup, oxtail or cowtail, I reckon I can whip old Sally Doolittle all holler, and she is reckoned about the smartest cook in our town. Well, Joshua, as you seem to be an honest sort of chap, I don't mind trying you at a dollar fifty a week, and board till I find out how much you are worth. Will that do? One dollar and a half, and board? Wow, I swore. Dad did say I should make an eternal fortune here in this Boston, but I reckon he didn't expect such a pile as that. Yes, yeah, squire, I'll let you boss me at that rate. Well then, just go down into the kitchen and build a fire, and I will come down and tell you where to find the things for breakfast. Yes, yeah, squire, I'll fix it in a minute. One dollar and a half and board. What would our Jerusha say? Exit right, leaving his bundle on the table. Well, I have got a male cook at last. Rather a green one, to be sure, but then he's so honest. He won't steal my eggs, nor present rather large samples of my sugars to his cousins. I think he'll prove a treasure. Barking of dogs outside. Teddy, outside. Out of that, your spadines! Murder! Murder! comes tumbling in and rolls on the floor left hello who have we here the top of the morning she is where's your father my father yes mr cartwheel i am mr hartwell the devil you say faith i thought twas your grandmother in a calico nightgown what do you want if you please sir i'm the cook oh another applicant you are too late i'm supplied and sure ain't it in the papers i like to know do you think i come all the way from ireland to be trifled with in this way but i tell you i am supplied got a supply of you then the more need of someone to cook it up for you ah but i tell you i have just hired a cook 
"'And what did you stick that bit of a notice for a cook in the paper for? "'Bad luck to you.' "'When I put that in, I was in want of a cook. "'A young man applied, and I hired him.' "'Then you don't want me, Your Honour. "'Bad luck to you, Teddy Ryan. "'You're always soon enough to be too late. "'I suppose I must have been born the next day after I first saw the light. "'Here is myself that has just left Swayed, Ireland, "'in the little thatched cottage which only late when it rained, "'where the pig and myself go along so happily together, "'rolling in the mud and fighting like two loving brothers.' to come to this america what they call the land of liberty it's a great land of liberty by my soul when i first set my foot on the solid ground the dry land of boston which by the way was in the water over my head because do your mind i tumbled overboard when i was to come ashore a great ugly cur not knowing the looks of a gentleman like myself came at me i stooped down in the straits to pick up a stone and be dead they were all fastened down oh it's a great land of liberty by my soul where the dogs are all let loose and the stones are all tied down so you don't want a cook your honour no teddy no cook don't you want a chambermaid you see in old ireland the pig and i had one bed together and as it was mighty inconvenient for the pig i'd done the chamber work no young man no chambermaid then good day your honour you say you have a cook yes yes and here he comes is that the cook faith he's forgot to come his head enter joshua left well joshua fire built yes yeah, squire after a heap of trouble you see i went down where you said the wood was and i couldn't find nothing but a lot of boards and these were all covered up with a pile of stones black as your hat so i just stepped out to the back gate and I seed a feller going by with a wheelbarrow. So I just sung out to him, Say, what do you cart off a lot of stones for? Well, he looked at the stones, and then at me, and then he laughed and said, Seeing it's you, I'll cart em all for nothing, and I'll be blamed if the blasted fool didn't load em up and cart me off for nothing. Why, it's worth a dollar if it's worth a cent. Carted it off, you fool. You've given away all my coal. Coal? What do you do with coal? Burn it, to be sure. Burn them stones? Well, perhaps you do. But down in Greenville, we burn slabs and birch. Mr. Hartwell, aside. Ah, this greenhorn will never do for me. Now just take your hat and go to Mr. Prentice in c street and tell him to send me a ton of coals once aside when you get back i'll settle with you yes yeah, squire aside i wonder where c street is it won't do to let the squire know i don't know where it is for he's dreadful riled now i say pat where is c street how did you know my name was pat guessed it to be sure then since you're so good at guessing just guess the way to say street oh you get out well as i can't find out i must hunt it up so here goes exit left well young man i suppose i shall have to try you by my soul sir i don't think you could do better can you cook can i cook is it faith give me something to cook and if i don't do it handsome man name is not teddy ryan 
well then teddy ryan i'll give you a dollar fifty a week and your board one dollar and fifty cents teddy ryan you've been knocked about to fall on your fate at last faith i shall be going to ireland in a few weeks a millionaire well go down into the kitchen and boil the tea kettle the first thing teddy aside i wonder what he means by boiling the tea kettle i'll buy you something anyhow exit right well i'll give number two a trial at any rate though i've not much faith in him i begin to think a male cook will not quite suit me knocking ah another application let's see who this is exit left francois outside have i the pleasure to speak with monsieur hartwell mr hartwell outside yes sir will you walk in francois outside i thank you very much you do me one great honor enter mr hartwell and francois left mr hartwell aside i wonder who this can be he is too fine for a cook to francois to what do i owe the honor of this visit ah monsieur you do me what you call too much proud tis i who has the honor i come sir to make application for the situation of the cook you have note in the paper i am one grand cook from la belle france france the country of my home france the proud of my heart france where i have lived a little wife and the five child who call me by the name of papa i have come to this country to cook the fine dishes for the fine people who will pay me the fine money shall i serve you monsieur i have just engaged a cook ah oh, sacré that is what you call the very much too bad that is worser than no better i have leave my own country to come to this great republic for the employment i go to the large establishment and i say sir i wish to employ you he say very well can you cook oui monsieur very well can you roast the chicken oui monsieur very well can you boil the mutton oui monsieur very well by gar he say very well all the time all too much can you whistle the dixie sacre i be very astonished i have cooked the mutton and the chicken but by gar i never before hear of the dish what you call the dixie never oh he say you no comprehend i mean the song the tune what you blow with your mouth oh sacre i see all over in one minute that he poke what you call the fun at me i be very much indignant by gar the indignation stick out of my face all over and i say sacre you be one grand hum the bug i will cook for you the chicken or the mutton but sacre i will never blow for you the dixie with my mouth never i shake the dirt of his infernal house from the roof of my feet and i come to you and when i set the eye of my head on you i say here is one grand gentleman the intelligence stick right out of him all over right from the end of his nose 
and i should cook for him in the highest style of the art such as i have learned in la belle france i am sorry but i have just engaged to cook where could that fellow be teddy teddy without coming you needn't make such a hullabaloo enter teddy right where's the hot water i ordered hot water didn't i tell you to boil the tea kettle and sure didn't i do that same i took the big feather with a nose the tea kettle and as i couldn't find another pot big enough to hold him i put him in the boiler but by my soul if it was to boil till next michaelmas i don't believe you can make it the least bit tender what boil an iron kettle i thought you could cook faith and so i can if you'd want some fine big pirates i'm the boy that can do them for you quick as a cat can jump oh sacré he is one stupid foreigner ah oh, this fellow will never do for me look you teddy you don't just suit me so here's a dollar and i shan't want you any longer now mr frenchman you can try what you can do you will find all you want in the kitchen let me have something for breakfast in five minutes ah uh, thanks monsieur i fly to do your bidding i shall give you the breakfast fit for the king of the united states such as i have learned in la belle france exit left well if this fellow does not suit i shall have to get a female cook again i begin to feel hungry but thanks to frenchy i shall soon have some breakfast exit left teddy solace Rah, teddy my boy nature never intended you for a cook and if nature is ever going to do anything for you here is the time perceiving the bundle of doughnuts on the table which he commences devouring Mm. faith here's an intelligent lot anyhow here's the greeny that gave away old hartwell's call bad luck to him enter joshua left well i reckon i found the right place that time i found the man that keeps the rocks seeing teddy hello pat ain't you gone yet devil step and waiting for a situation hello i hope you ain't trying to get mine faith i've had it and retired as the man in the paper says to recruit my shattered energies enter mr hartwell right well see here you just retire for them a doughnuts seizing them mr hartwell rubbing his hands ha ha there's a cook worth having such a breakfast i have not ate for a fortnight what a treasure i have got uh, by the way i wonder where he got that meat he so nicely fricasseed i was not aware there was a bit in the house hello francois enter francois right did monsieur call where did you find the meat you sent up so nicely cooked i was not aware there was a bit in the house sacre did i not give you the fine breakfast uh, but the meat where did you get the meat was it not uh, an elegant breakfast yes but the meat the coffee tell me quick where did you get the meat ah monsieur i shall tell you you say you must have the meat so i go downstairs i look in the closet no meat in the pantry no meat 
i look under the chairs under the table no meat sacre i must have the meat ah what do i see the little grey pussy what you call meow meow i size him i chop off his head and i have the meat and i give you the breakfast what you call splendid oh horror he cooked my cat well i swore if that don't turn his stomach he's a heathen cannibal get out of my house all of you male cooks male fiddlesticks i'll have no more of them i'll have a female cook to-morrow if she has to have the house full every night in the week as for you come into my office and i'll settle with you provided you say nothing about my advertising in search of a male cook well i won't say anything only keep mum about the coals nor tell how i boil the tea-kettle nor how i cook the pussy what you call meow meow end of wanted a male cook by george melville baker